Hello, and thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you, Brent, for reading this morning. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. You look pretty good. It's good to see you, me too. Thanks, Levi. Appreciate that. No, it's good to be here this morning. Had a fun night last night just watching the hockey and uh, a beautiful evening. Some good hockey was played. Not too, I didn't get too crazy. It's only one fight. But uh, I think the penalty was going to be two minutes of preaching for each of the boys who was fighting. So I think they're both here. They were here. Oh, they are here. Yeah. So we'll let this one go. But next time it's two minutes of preaching for every fight. All right. So I'm going to be a little bit rebellious this morning. Surprise, surprise. Um, I know that traditionally the second Sunday of Advent is peace, but I, I saw an alternate uh, day of Advent for the second day, and that day, they, another P word, preparation, getting ready for Christ's coming. And uh, as we talked about last week, Christmas is a celebration of the first Advent when Jesus came the first time. And in my mind, it really should point us to the second Advent. It's wonderful to look back and celebrate what God did, but I think ultimately as Christians, it helps us to be pointed forward to the second Advent when Christ comes again. Last week, we looked at hope and talked about hope and talked a lot about how we should hope and long and wait for and anticipate his second coming. We have hope. He will come again. But this week, we're going to talk about being prepared. How do we prepare for the second coming? When I think about preparing, I think about visitors. Now, Liz does an amazing job keeping our house in order, but we've got four kids. Three of them are in hockey, and sometimes the house can get a little busy. Do you want to know when our house is the absolute cleanest? When everyone chips in to mop, dust, vacuum, do the dishes, wipe the walls, I mean the whole nine yards. Do you want to know when that happens? About five minutes before somebody comes to visit, right? And I know we're probably the only family who does it like that. I mean, it looks, it looks amazing. It looks like it's ready to be sold, right? In fact, whenever I visit someone and I'm at their house, I'm always looking around and I'm like, how long has it looked like this? <laughs> I, and I know there are some people that keep a, a tight ship and it's clean all the time, but I know there's many who aren't. One of the things I really want to do sometimes is like if I'm sitting on the couch and they go into the kitchen to get me a coffee or a tea, I, I want to look under the couch so bad because I bet you <laughs> right before I came they were doing this, you know, like... Get it under the couch, right? I hear some laughs. Does that mean we're not the old? Yeah. 
clean un- if the pastor is coming over, clean under the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you better head home. Start. But we have this built-in desire to prepare for a visitor. And I think that's because when someone visits, we take that serious. It's important to us. We want to make them feel welcome. It's kind of hard to feel welcome if you're sitting on potato chips on the couch, right? Like it's not, it, it's a good thing. You know, we, we, we want to make whoever's coming feel at peace and welcome in our home. It's a good thing. If someone important is coming to visit, you need to be prepared. Now, it's really nice to know when someone is coming. There's the dreaded pop-in, right? Have you ever had the dreaded pop-in when things are just chaos and you hear that doorbell ring and you're like, oh no, how quickly can I sweep and mop as I head towards the door? Is it even possible? But what if someone said, really important, what if the queen said, I'm going to come and visit sometime this week, this month, this year? How can we stay prepared? How much do we think about the fact that Jesus is coming again? Do we think about that? The scriptures make it pretty clear that we should have that on our minds, that Jesus is coming Again, just wrap your head around that for a second. The Savior, the creator of the universe, the one who flung the stars into space, is coming again. I'm getting some, a, little, a few blank stares. Do we realize that? He's coming again. He's going to come back. Do we realize this? Do we actually grasp what it means? The scripture that Brent read this morning, yeah, Brent, you're right. There's a lot in there. There's a lot going on. But I do want to pull out a few things, but I think that, that passage helps us to understand what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be prepared for his second coming? So if you have your Bibles open to 2 Peter chapter 3, we're going to kind of read through it again. I'm just going to make some points about it. So let's read it again, because I think Brent's absolutely right. This is the kind of scripture you need to read several times. And I'm not going to pull everything out. I'm just going to focus on a few points. Second Peter chapter 3, starting again in verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Sometimes I think, well, the disciples were waiting for Jesus to come and they thought he was coming soon. It's been 2,000 years. Well, according to God, 2,000 years is how many days? Two days. Hasn't been that long for God. It's not a big deal for him. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, sometimes it can feel like, God, are you ever coming? But he is going to come. And the sense of waiting, maybe the sense of impatience we have, is actually God being patient. Do you know what God's heartbeat is? You know how when you listen to your heart, it kind of has that up and down, that ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. 
Anyone ever listened to a heart before? It has that kind of rhythm, right? But bump up and down, sort of in and out, pumping. Someone told me once, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 tells us what God's heartbeat is. He's not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Not anyone, everyone. Anyone, everyone. That's God's heartbeat. He wants everyone to come to repentance. He's patient. He's kind. He's waiting. Then it says this in verse 10. We'll just read the first phrase there in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. So there's two thoughts I want you to hear there. It will come. It's not if he's coming. It's when he's coming. It will come. There will come a day when he comes back. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Please come soon. We should long and wait for his coming. It will come. But it will come like a car salesman with a big sign and a megaphone. Is that what it says? He'll come like a thief. Do you know when a thief is coming? Maybe you have really good cameras and stuff, but like a thief, what does that mean? It's unannounced. You're not going to know. So when I hear people say they know exactly when he's coming, I'm sorry, have you read your Bible? He'll come like a thief. We're not going to know. I think there's, there's birthing pains the Bible talks about. There's signs something is coming, but we don't know when. It's going to be like a thief. No signs, no megaphone. It will be a shock. It will be a surprise. So because of that, we need to stay prepared. You need to be ready all the time. The house needs to be prepared. He's, it's going to be a pop-in. It's going to be the ultimate pop-in. Surprise, I'm here. I'm back. Continuing verse 10, the heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. There's going to be nothing left. It says the elements will be destroyed. So it's not just that the house gets broken down or the car falls apart. The elements themselves will be destroyed. There's going to be nothing left. It's going to be completely demolished, obliterated. Verse 11. We'll just read the first phrase there, the first question. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but it's meant to make us think. So if everything is going to be destroyed, what kind of people should we be? Should we be obsessed over material things and gathering wealth? Is that what we should do? Should we seek out comfort only in this life? Status? Good reputation? Is, are those the things that we should seek if everything is going to be destroyed? Should we store up treasures on earth? Build our, build our legacy? No. Absolutely no. We should not live like this. We should not live for ourselves. 
We should not gather wealth and worry and fret over the things of this world, should we? It's all going to be destroyed. You don't even get to take a picture of it. There's no memory. The Facebook post will be deleted. It's not going to matter, the stuff of this world. So how ought we to live? Continuing verse 11, Peter says this, you ought to live holy and godly lives. You ought to live your life for God. Holy means separate, means pure. Live your life pure. Live your life set apart for God. Follow him. Give your life to him. Live for him. As Jesus said, store up treasures in where? Heaven. Store up treasures in heaven. This world will pass away. Continuing into verse 12. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Other translations say as you wait eagerly for the day to come. And I, I read somewhere that it, it's a difficult phrase in Greek to translate and better translated perhaps, it doesn't totally make sense, is that you're waiting for God to come again is so intense it makes it seem like it's coming faster. You're drawing it towards yourself. You're longing for it so much that you, you literally pull it towards yourself. We should be longing for the day of God to come. Continuing on, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. Again, this, this statement that everything will be destroyed. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. There will come a day, my dear friends, when Jesus returns and he sets everything right. Every tear wiped away, every sickness gone, everything that was broken will be fixed, every hurt, every pain, he will come and set it right. We are looking forward to this. When the old has gone and the new has come, everything will be made perfect. So then how ought we to live? We should live with our eyes on that prize. That day when Jesus, come and makes every, Jesus comes and makes everything right. Continuing on, verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort. Make every effort. That means that we have to act. We have to step out. We have to do something. Right? Would you agree with me? Make every effort. I have to do something. I can't just sit, can I? Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. In other words, since he's coming, since everything is going to be destroyed, since one day everything will be made new, made right, make every effort to live spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. 
So what are we to do? What are you to do? How do we need to prepare? What would it look like for you to be more holy? What would it look like for me? What does it mean to be more spotless, blameless, at peace with God? As much as we have been purified by God, purified by the blood of Christ, we have to walk. We have to run. We have to move forward. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. I was, pre- I was praying about this all week, and I believe that already, as soon as I said that, God's already put his finger on something in your life. You know what you need to do. In a few minutes, we're going to play a, a song. We're going to play the song, Because He Lives. I know it's an Easter song, but I think it's appropriate for this time. Because Jesus is alive, and he's with us, and he's here, we don't have to hang on to this life and be afraid and fret and worry and gather wealth and build a fortress around us to protect ourselves from the things of this world. We can just trust in him. We can lean on him because he lives. We have him now. We can look forward and prepare. And as this song plays, I want you to just ask God, God, what is it that I need to do? to move forward in my walk with you. Maybe for some of us, some of us, there's an addiction or a pattern in our life that we need broken, that we need to move past, that we need help. Maybe there's a hurt in your life that you need to forgive. Maybe you need to seek someone's forgiveness. Maybe there's a broken relationship that you need to be the one to move the ball down the field just a bit farther. Maybe you are obsessed with the things of this world and material things have invaded your life and they've been woven into your soul and, you, and you're saying, this Christmas season, I want to move, move beyond that. I want forgiveness. I, I want to let those things go. I believe that as we sit and just meditate and listen to this song, that God will speak to us. So whatever, whatever works for you, if you just want to close your eyes and listen and just say, God, how can I be better prepared for your coming? What do I need to work on? Show me. Maybe you'd like to kneel somewhere. Maybe you'd like to stand and raise your hands. Whatever, whatever will put you in a space where you can just hear the voice of God. And once we listen to that song, I'll come back up and I'll just close for a short closing. And if you're at home, again, because of copyright reasons, it's going to go silent. Um, but if, you just, if you're on YouTube already, you can just look up uh, the song Because He Lives and look for the one by the guy named Crowder. So I think it's a beautiful version of the song. So let's listen to this and just take a, take a, take a moment just to open your heart to God and listen. God, what are you putting your finger on? What do I need to deal with? So let's let's listen. So I, I encourage you to prepare. I encourage you to get ready for Jesus because he's coming.
And He's with us. He's alive. He's here. He's walking with us. We're not on this journey alone. We can live in a way that focuses on Him, preparing for Him. So I encourage you, whatever God has laid on your... I don't know about you, but I listen to this in my office several times this week, and every time God just put His finger on the same thing. And for me, he just, he just wants me to let go of some fears that I have. Don't live your life, Dave, captivated by those fears. I'm alive. And even if they don't work out and not set right in this life, there's one day, Dave, when it's all going to be set right. So don't, you don't need to carry those. And I wonder what God has put on your heart. What is it that you need to let go? Or maybe you need to do some business with God. Maybe you just need to forgive. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what God said to you, but I believe that if He's spoken to me so clearly that He's, He has or he, He's, He's going to do the same thing for you. He's going to put His finger on something and you're going to feel it. That is what I want you to deal with. So if He has spoken to you, write it down. It's easy to forget sometimes what God says. Write it down. Or tell a friend. Or text, text yourself. Or text somebody. Say, can you remind me in a week? Can you hold me accountable to this? But don't miss it. Don't lose it. Don't, don't drop it. Well, the worship team's going to come and, and lead us in a song or two. So God bless you. And be prepared because he's going to come.